Well, we've entered into the season of Lent once again. Many of us gathered this week to receive ashes on our brows. Today we begin our service with the great litany, or as we affectionately call it, the great pretzel, ushering in this season of reflection, self-examination, and repentance. We've put away our fine metals and draped ourselves in purple, in Lenten purple. It bears all the signs of Lent. It looks like Lent. I don't know about you, but it kind of felt like Lent snuck up on me this year. Like the ashes and the purple were way ahead of me and I'm dragging my feet into Lent this year. The gospel text this week gave me the opportunity to look closely at Jesus's journey over 40 days in the desert and kind of catch up with the season. So I hope it can do the same thing for you. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. So I'll start with where this scene takes place within Matthew's gospel. It takes place right after Jesus's baptism, where the spirit of God descends upon him and right before he gathers his disciples and preaches the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the meek, etc. It's important to mark where this happens along Jesus' journey so that we can see how his public ministry began. It begins with baptism, of course. The Holy Spirit descending upon him and the very next thing that same Holy Spirit does is to lead him into the wilderness. His ministry doesn't exactly begin with a triumphant kickoff. It begins with fasting, prayer, and wandering. It's always important to notice when the scriptures mention the wilderness. In literature, the wilderness always means something. It's not just a physical place, like a forest, a desert, or a jungle but it's also a metaphorical and a spiritual place. Or rather, I should say, it's a place that's actually the absence of place. It's a no place. It's a no place that means wandering, searching, and seeking. To be in the wilderness is to be nowhere, to be untethered, maybe even lost maybe even a little afraid. And this is exactly where the spirit that descended upon Jesus in baptism leads him next. It led him nowhere. Have you ever been lost? Because I certainly have. I'm so woefully dependent upon my iPhone's GPS that I'm lost all the time, especially in Nashville, and I know it's bad, but that's where I am. <laughs> If you've been lost before, you kind of know that feeling. You have this, this tense, heightened sense of awareness trying to decipher anything that might put you back on track. Even if you're safe, there's still this slight sense of fear. What if it gets dark? You're looking for anything familiar, anything to grab a hold of to lead you back to the safety and to the comfort of the familiar. That's what it's like in the wilderness, both physically and spiritually. 
that sense of wandering, of being lost, trying to grab a hold of something to pull you back. And that's where the Spirit led Jesus to fast and to pray, to get him prepared for what is to come. To prepare him to face everything that he will have to do in his time on earth and among us. But here's the thing. Yes, the Spirit led him into the wilderness, but never left him there. Matthew doesn't really tell us what happened over those 40 days of wandering and fasting. We don't know how Jesus filled his time while he was out in the middle of nowhere. We don't know what kinds of things he gathered in his wandering and what kinds of things he shed and let go of. What we do know is what he chose and who he was at the end of his wandering, when he's famished, exhausted, and starving. At the end of this time, in this no place, he is presented with some pretty nice options. Our gospel text tells us that Satan tempts Jesus with three things. The first one, and the most obvious for a man who's lost and starving, is food. And more updated translations of this gospel text don't say that he says, if you're the son of God, they say it says, since you're the son of God. You can kind of see how that changes it a little bit. So I'm going with since. <laughs> he says, since you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread, feed yourself. Then the second temptation is about spectacle and fame. Perform the miraculous. Give the people a show from the tallest temple. And the third temptation is about power. I'll give you all the power in the world to wield. It sounds pretty good. And it's important to understand that these temptations are bigger and more insidious than the temptations that we likely face on an individual level in our day-to-day -day lives. Reducing this text by thinking the point is simply that Jesus was tempted as we are, while that's true, does miss how deeply depraved these temptations really are. They are a corruption of the very kingdom of God. They're a trick, a trap that anyone could easily fall into. And you may be thinking, what's so bad about bread? What's so bad about showing off the whole might of God? Who better to wield the power of all those kings, kingdoms than Jesus? Doesn't sound so bad. But see, Jesus was first led into the wilderness, out into nowhere. And so he's already wrestled with these questions. With the spirit at his side, he's worked out what the mission of God truly is and what the kingdom of God will truly look like. See, the wilderness is the no place where we discover who we are, who we belong to, and where we need to go next. In the temptations, Satan is challenging Jesus, asking, since you're the son of God, what will God's kingdom look like? And we have to ask ourselves the same thing. Since we're the body of Christ, since, not if, since we're the body of Christ, what will we look like? 
Who will we be? What will we choose? And year after year, Lent is the time to enter into this wilderness. So spend this Lent wandering, wondering, and discovering in the darkness. Be nowhere for a little while. For it's right here in this no place lost in the wilderness that we reaffirm who we are. We gather what you need and you leave behind what you don't. And on the other side, when we're ringing our Easter vigil bells and shouting, hallelujah, you're not supposed to say it during Lent, so I'm whispering it. Let's have clearer eyes fixed on the kingdom of God drawing near. Amen.